Bubbles popped at the surface of the water as a strange form, gray as the moon and similarly rough-looking, half obscured by weeds and algae, bobbed up and down on the surface of the near-still water. Small bugs skittered across it and fish swam about beneath it. A figure cloaked in deep black trudged through thicket and mud towards the large lake that stirred at the heart of the reserve outside town. It walked slow, dragging an apparently heavy shape behind it on the ground. A sharp whistle left the figure's lips as it rolled the shape close to the edge of the lake. It stood motionless, awaiting its contact, as the headlights from the car behind it shined out across the dirt, hazy light reaching around the figure like fingers as it stood in front of them. A large shape rose from the calm waters, small streams pouring off its shoulders and debris falling from its bulky form. The shape on the ground started to rustle. A loud scream came from beneath the wrapping that surrounded it. The shape trudged through the water towards the shore in the muffled cries as the cloaked figure turned around and walked back to its vehicle. The creature idled just before the sand and dirt, cautiously awaiting its feeder's departure. The cloaked figure stopped at the driver's seat. It pulled out a pocket knife, bent down, and etched a symbol in the dirt. As the car turned around and left the desolate lakeside, the monster could begin in peace. With a raise of its fists, it slammed down into the wrapped-up person multiple times, silencing the cries for help in a few sudden blows. It tore open the wrapping, its sharp claws nearly eviscerating the skin as the creature voraciously devoured its meal, illuminated by nothing more than a glimmering full moon. A school bell rang on a nearby campus, and high school students flooded out the building, as a man and woman walked down the sidewalk, looking at the buildings they approached at the heart of town. I ever tell you I grew up in a town kind of like this? The man asked as he fiddled with his sunglasses. Nope, the blonde woman responded. Oh, uh, well, I did. Just a bit bigger than this. It was nice. Quiet, but nice. The man continued. They walked for another few yards without any more words. The woman breathed in deeply as people passed them on the street. It feels nice to be out of the city for a change. I've gotten so used to working cases deep in population centers, I've almost forgotten what fresh air and clean pavement looks like, she said with a chuckle. Yep, I'm just happy to get out on a case for a change. Sick of desk work, her partner replied and stretched. Same here. The glass door swung open as the woman stepped into the town's police department, followed by her partner. They approached the front desk and drew their badges from their jackets. Agents Sidney Moore, she began, and Tyler Howards. Bureau of Unnatural Occurrences and Events. We'd like to see the chief of police about a case. Of course, the woman sitting at the desk replied as she buzzed the chief's office. Sir, the agents from the Bureau are here from their meeting. Sure, send them in. A growly voice rumbled through the line. Head on in. The office is down the hallway, last door on the right. She said, pointing a finger towards the room. Sydney and Tyler walked down the carpeted hallway towards the office. 
It's a nice place, Tyler remarked. You into architecture? Sydney asked as she put her hand on the doorknob. Guess so. He replied as she opened the door and they stepped inside. The police chief sat before them, a large belly almost bulging through his black uniform. He smiled rigidly, like a bemused grandfather, his graying mustache rising with the corners of his mouth. He stood up, extending a hand to greet the agents. They shook it as he glanced at the single chair that sat between them. You'll have to excuse the chair situation. Last time the mayor was here, he busted the other's legs. We were working on getting a new one. He croaked as Sidney sat down in the lone navy blue chair. Tyler stood behind her, his arms folded over his chest, holding on to his sunglasses. Oh, just call me Don. I mean, it's not every day people like you come around town, Don responded. All right, Sidney said, raising an eyebrow. As you already know, I'm Agent Sidney Moore. This is my partner, Agent Tyler Howards. We're with the Bureau for Unnatural... Oh, I know all that. You know, I have to admit, when I first got a call from your department, I thought y'all were having some fun with me. Called around a bit, I guess you weren't, Don interrupted. Right, no, yeah, we're legit. Anyway, I figure we should just touch bit. Wait, hold just a minute. So what is it that you do, exactly? Don asked. All I know is that you were a real government department, but no one I talked to would fill me in on what you people actually do. Oh, um, well, we look into unnatural and strange cases that have unexplainable elements. Anything that seems extraordinary, we deal with, Cindy replied. What kind of unnatural are we talking here? Bigfoot, aliens, ghosts, Don questioned. Hmm, well, no, not specifically. Just anything that can't be easily explained or investigated by regular law enforcement agencies. That's where we, or our related departments, step in, Sydney explained. We have looked into some of those, though, Tyler interjected. Not Bigfoot. Not yet, at least. Guess you're the real deal, then, Don responded as he turned around in his chair and grabbed a rather thin case file. Well, I suppose you're both itching to see this. Uh, sorry to disappoint, but I ain't much to look at, he continued. Well, let's start with whatever you've got, Sidney said with a shrug. All right, Don mumbled as he opened the file. He slid crime scene photos over to Sidney. She pulled them closer and her eyes scanned over the glossy images. Pictures of different slain people. Badly disfigured corpses, three by the look of it three separate instances of a near-identical method of killing. Seems like a serial killer to me, Tyler remarked. Yeah, how were they killed? Sidney asked Don. Well, that's where this gets gruesome. They were all found near the same lake over the span of a few months. The bodies were all badly beaten, as you see in the photos. Rib cages and skulls were caved in. A number of the bones were cracked, crushed, you name it. Couldn't figure it out for the life of us. Don explained, a hint of defeat creeping over his voice. Right. How were they beaten? Was a weapon determined? Tyler questioned. Uh, no. We couldn't pin it to a certain weapon. The uh, medical examiner seemed to think it was done by hand. Almost animalistic. Didn't seem to have any kind of pattern. Don replied. Sidney turned to look at Tyler. 
Looks like we might be seeing Bigfoot earlier than expected, Tyler muttered. Sydney pursed her lips as she slid a photo over to see the one underneath it. What's this? she asked. What's what? Don replied as he leaned over to examine the image. This, uh, symbol. Looks familiar. Sydney continued. Oh, yeah, that's another strange part of this case. The bodies all had different symbols on them. Some of them were harder to recreate since the animals picked over the bodies so badly. Don said as he scratched his mustache. Animals? How long were these bodies out? Sydney asked, raising an eyebrow, glancing at Don. Less than a week for all three of them. Animals didn't waste time picking them clean, Don replied. No, I guess they didn't, Tyler mumbled. Well, if we can get a copy of this case file, that would help a lot, Sydney said as she leaned away from the desk. Of course, I'll get that together. Make sure you get it right away. Don said as he stared at the images, glancing over the dismembered, eviscerated corpses. Chief? Chief, the secretary said through the station's intercom. Yeah? Um, just got a call of another body, up by the rest site next to the lake, the secretary announced. Don looked at Sydney and Tyler before the agents glanced at each other. Got it. What up there now? Don responded. Sydney sighed quietly. Guess that case file's in the back burner for now, Moore. Don said as he and Sydney stood up and Tyler popped the door open. I'll get Nancy to handle that copy. Don uttered as he slipped his corduroy jacket on and grabbed the file. The trio walked down the hallway, and Sydney and Tyler stepped outside as Don handed the file to the secretary and talked briefly with her. We'll follow you there, Sheriff. Tyler said as he hopped into the driver's seat of their four-door sedan. Their car shined like obsidian, glistening under the hot afternoon sun as they arrived at the crime scene, departing their vehicle and pursuing the sheriff as he sauntered towards a mangled corpse, a hasty grid of yellowed tape, stressed citizens, and multiple crime scene technicians as they poked around the disturbing display. Sydney and Tyler stopped in place as the sheriff ducked under the tape to investigate further. Cold feet? Sydney asked as she crossed her arms. No. It, it's just... It, it just feels weird for us to be here, alright? It doesn't feel like an extraordinary situation. Tyler whispered as he put his sunglasses up on his head. I have the same feeling all the time. You just have to keep reminding yourself that nothing can ever be taken at face value, even if it seems incredibly obvious. Sydney assured. Tyler stood quiet for a moment as Sydney sighed deeply. You want to interview the uh, people? She asked, tossing a finger towards the word citizens. Or do you want body duty? I'll, um, I'll take the people, if that's alright. Sydney stepped up to the sheriff. What do we have? She asked. Uh, similar style to the other victims. Torn apart. Seems the animals got to her a lot quicker this time. Don uttered. When was the body discovered? Sydney asked a medical examiner, a stocky, bald man that crouched next to the corpse. Um, just before nine this morning, I believe. Um, officers talked with the jogger that found it briefly. Might be worth talking to them again. My partner's on that right now. Uh, when was she killed? Well, um, it's a bit harder than normal on account of being torn up so badly, but I'd put the time of death somewhere around 
two last night? Sydney glanced at the time on her smartwatch. 9.49 a.m. it showed. Hey, Sheriff, mind coming over here for a moment? A nearby officer asked as Don turned his head. You'll have to excuse me, he remarked as Sydney and the medical examiner nodded. The bald man awaited a beat for Don to step away before he stood up an inch towards Sydney, who was taking notes in a small notepad she carried with her. Um, let me ask you something, the man started. Sure, Sydney replied as officers carefully stepped around the scene. What's your take on this? On the whole thing? Sydney asked. The man glanced back to the corpse, its torso pulled wide open from both sides, missing vital organs and bones. On the state of the body? Sydney raised an eyebrow. I'm not really a professional in that field. I think you're more qualified. No, no, the man replied. I know you work for some government organization that investigates things. Sheriff told me as much when he told me you two were coming. Sydney stared curiously. You wouldn't be here if these deaths were ordinary killings, right? The man said as he glanced towards Don. I mean, it looks strange. It feels more like wild animals picking over a corpse, but I'm no zoologist, so I'm not sure, Sydney replied. The medical examiner wore a facial expression that very much indicated this wasn't his expected answer. I, I didn't want to say anything in front of the sheriff, he said as they both looked to Don. Yeah, he's a good man, but he's been doing this job a long, long time. Sometimes feels like he's more willing to chalk things up to local meth addicts and scorned lovers, even if the evidence suggests otherwise. Sydney watched Don for a moment before returning to the man speaking with her. He seemed to disregard what we do when we were talking with him back at the station, Sydney answered. Eh, it doesn't surprise me, the medical examiner said as he crouched back down to the body. Well, if something strange is happening here, we're the ones who will figure it out. Sydney cut herself off when the medical examiner moved a shirt sleeve to reveal a strange symbol carved into the body's bicep. He glanced up at the agent. Is that? Sydney asked. Looks the same as the others we've seen, the man replied. I'd say that's confirmation we need to pin this as another victim. Sydney swallowed hard before stepping away from the medical examiner, scanning to find Tyler. He was standing near a sobbing woman still wearing her athletic clothes and a man who looked close to being physically sick. He thanked the pair for their help before walking towards Sydney. Did they have anything? she asked. No. The woman said she found the body down here. Apparently this section of the park doesn't see much traffic until the late morning. 10.30, 11, Tyler replied. Sydney looked away, glancing over the scene. Explains why nobody found it before now, she mumbled as she folded her arms. Level with me. I think something strange is going on here. Like, really strange? Tyler asked, putting his sunglasses back on. Sydney tapped her foot against the dusty ground for a few seconds. I don't know. I want to say that it's just some off-a-rocker serial killer carving nonsense symbols into these poor people to fulfill some sick delusion. She started, the next Zodiac or something. Tyler nodded in response. But 
the consistency, the way the bodies are found, torn open and obliterated like this, it suggests something else. Something... unnatural? Tyler questioned. Not sure. I haven't had the feeling yet, Sydney replied. The feeling? No. The feeling? Yeah, you know, Sydney said, turning away. Wait, what? No, I have no clue what that is. Oh, right, um, sorry. I keep forgetting you're new. Um, the feeling is something we've taken to calling that chill or tingle you get up your spine when you're investigating these situations. So, goosebumps? No, um, it's way more cerebral than goosebumps. More palpable than that eerie feeling you get when you take out the trash late at night and it's real quiet. And how exactly do you feel this feeling? It's just something you start to feel after a long time of doing this. You'll understand eventually. I've been here almost eight years and I get it every time I go out to a potential anomaly. Are you screwing with me or are you serious? Tyler asked. I know it's fun to haze the new guy, but I've been here almost a year. I wouldn't call myself green anymore. No, no, it's, it's real. Ask anybody around the bureau, they'll swear up and down. Jane thinks it's some sort of phenomenon that sticks around the office. Like, we attracted it or something? Will thinks it's some instinctual holdover from the primate days. Sydney responded. Tyler looked puzzled. No real clue what it is, but it's been right almost every time so far. Sydney finished before turning back to the body. Well, let's look around a bit. See if we see anything, then head back to the station and grab that case file. Tyler nodded, and the pair began to carefully canvas the crime scene. So, there were shoe prints leading to the body, Sydney said as she walked along the prints. Don't know how much help they'll be. They were kicked over, probably by the killer. Tyler put his hands on his hips, looking down the line of prints to the start of tire tracks. He and Sydney walked down to where the tires had peeled out, and Sydney crouched down to get a better look. Well, they covered their shoe prints well enough, but they couldn't do much about the tire tracks. Tyler interjected. Well, it looks like they tried to kick up dirt to mess them up, but I don't think that worked. He pointed down towards clearer tracks that the pair approached. I'm sure they'll get photographs of these, reference them, figure that out, Sydney commented. What's that? Tyler asked, pointing at his partner's shoe. Sydney stepped back carefully to look beneath her, seeing a strange symbol etched into the ground near the tracks. Barely visible, obscured by dirt and dust. Good question, Sydney said as she pulled her phone out of her pants pocket, bending down to snap a picture of that peculiar graffiti. It looped and twisted like an S, with a line running straight up through the middle of the shape. It almost looked like there were other pieces to it, Sydney noticed, but if there were, they were impossible to make out. The pair spent another twenty minutes before returning to dawn. We're heading out, Chief, Sydney announced. Already? You looked around enough? The burly man asked, scratching his rugged chin. Probably. It all looks to be pretty standard fair police work. There was, um, an interesting symbol here we recorded. It seemed to match that one of the victim. If you happen to find anything else you think's of note, you've got our cards. Just give us a call. Don nodded his head. Well, uh, sure was interesting to meet you folks. We'll be in touch if another body turns up, or if we find anything here. 
he responded before they all exchanged final pleasantries and the agents headed back to their car. After they swung by the station to pick up a copy of the case file, Tyler sat quiet in the car as the radio played at a low volume. How you doing? Sydney asked, twisting the wheel to turn down a back street through town, back towards their motel. All right. Just keep... I just keep thinking about this whole thing. Enlighten me. Well, Tyler began, it just seems like a pretty run-of-the-mill serial killer. Sydney nearly spoke before he continued. I mean, don't get me wrong, the symbols are weird. I'm not saying those don't lead towards something supernatural or otherworldly, you know? But we've seen that kind of thing before. You said it earlier, Zodiac. Hell, serial killers practically get more famous off their strange iconography or personal branding than they do for the people they kill. Tyler stated as he looked out the window. I know what you mean, Cindy replied. Let's just get back to the motel. We can go over the other murders, see if anything stands out. Tyler shrugged at the thought, and the pair sat in silence until they reached their motel. Tyler clicked the card into the door handle, popping it open and ushering Sydney in. They sat down at a table across from their beds and laid the distinctly fuzzy photocopied crime scene pictures, police reports, and accounts of evidence across the surface, spending the later hours of the day poring over everything and referencing it with their own information. Okay, so let's... let's... Sydney muttered. What do we do? Let's just talk through this. Tyler nodded. Alright, okay, well... The bodies have all been found in wildly different spots. They aren't in heavily trafficked areas, right? Sydney noted. Right, the body we found today was in an area of the park that didn't see any people until later in the morning, almost eleven. So then... Sydney hung her head for a moment, staring at the crime scene photos. It's probably not about attention. The symbols suggest otherwise for me, Tyler remarked. Right but half the time they've been nearly unidentifiable because of the mangling the corpses endured, Sidney replied. Tyler sighed, then scooted his chair away from the table and stood up. He took a few steps out in the middle of the motel room, as the TV on the dresser played quietly for background noise. So if... Tyler put a closed fist up to his mouth for a moment. If the symbols aren't an attempt at branding, then what are they? If the killer wanted to get those symbols out into the public consciousness, why would he put them on areas that get mangled? Sydney leaned back into her chair. Well, okay, I'm honestly not convinced that animals had much of anything to do with the disfiguring of these corpses. I mean, it looks animalistic, but is that just a misdirect? I mean, she replied. Tyler looked at the ground. What about the symbol by the tracks? Tyler asked, moving his hand towards his partner. That was put at the scene, away from the body. Even if, let's say, animals or something mutilated the body, obscured that symbol, there was another one left in plain view. So, are they supposed to be breadcrumbs? Something to lead us to the killer? Maybe they're just nonsense, Sydney mumbled. No, they wouldn't be nonsense. They gotta mean something even if it only means something to this nut job. Tyler put his hands on his black pants. The symbol in the dirt was different from the one on the body. The 
The dirt one was that figure eight S thing. The one on the body was some sort of M with a line through it. Sydney responded, Unfortunately, I don't think the symbols are going to be much good without some kind of cipher. The agents sat quiet for a moment, staring off into space. It could be letters, could be stand-ins for whole words, could be something from some book or movie the killer saw, and it could just be random nonsense, Sydney continued. She chewed at her thumbnail for a moment. Tyler slipped out of his black suit jacket and neatly laid it on his bed. He sighed deeply before removing his tie. Well, I think I've had enough for a day. Let's try to get some rest. We'll get back out there tomorrow, see what else we can dig up. Tyler stated as he kicked his dress shoes off. Sydney fidgeted in her chair. Or, we could go back there now, she suggested. Tyler looked at her with a mix of exhaustion and curiosity. No, I think we've done enough investigation for today. We can head back out there tomorrow morning. Barely gotten any sleep since we left California. Tyler, by tomorrow, any evidence that we might have missed will be gone, and people will have trampled over the whole scene. Sydney snapped back. Tyler just sighed, refraining from unbuttoning his dress shirt. I don't suppose I'm going to have any kind of sway in this matter, am I? He asked. I am the senior agent. Sydney jabbed. Okay, Tyler mumbled. Sydney hopped up out of her chair, almost raring to go at Tyler's relent. He could have at least suggested this before I took my shoes off, he muttered, reaching down for his dark brown dress shoes. The pair left their room, making a long drive towards the park. Lights twisted into their windows, lighting their faces for brief moments. The gravel crunched as their car came to a slow halt at the entrance of the park, as the moon just barely kissed the treetops, not yet high in the sky. Closed. Tyler mumbled as they got out and walked to the entrance. For the public, more authority figures, Sydney said surely as she ducked under a chain that stretched the head of the pathway. I don't know why they thought that would stop anybody, Tyler said to himself as he followed his partner into the park. clicked their flashlights on and shined them across the ground and through the bushes, scanning for any potential clues before they reached the scene. It's nice out tonight, Tyler remarked. Yeah, nice and cool, Sydney mumbled as they looked around. You really think the cops missed something? It's their job to be thorough, Tyler questioned as crickets and frogs nearby chirped and croaked. Tyler, just because something is in your job description doesn't mean it always gets done, Sydney bristled. This is what, the fourth victim they know of? It's pretty easy to get accustomed to something like that. You know, get messy, lazy. Tyler wore a look of minor shock. You would be stunned how many times I've seen something somebody missed, small town cop or otherwise, Sydney continued. Guess so, Tyler replied. The pair arrived at the scene, looking around as they began their search. They peered into and behind bushes, up into trees. A few splatters of blood lingered in the dirt where the body was just a few hours ago. Sydney stared at the spot, and soon Tyler joined her. 
Maybe there really isn't anything here. Tyler shrugged. You really need to take the Bureau's positivity training course, Sydney retorted as she snapped away from the spot where the corpse lay earlier. Sydney stared at the lake that connected to the park, watching the gentle water lap at the sand-mixed shore. She walked toward it, moving through a slightly overgrown path and stepping down a naturally worn step into the ground. Tyler followed, standing at the bottom of the steps as Sydney stood right at the water's edge. She folded her arms, her light shining up towards the sky. The two agents listened to the still evening as neither spoke. Tyler looked at his senior partner, just about to speak before he hushed himself. He glanced back to the water, looking at the edge, his eyes wandering alongside the lake. Soon, he noticed a piece of paper wrapped around something that had been staked into the sandy ground. Uh, what's that? Tyler asked, stoking Cindy's investigative fire. She looked at him, then where he pointed. She stood with tensed muscles, unsure of whether the paper would prove valuable as she stepped closer to it. She crouched down and pulled it away from the metal pike. It was crumpled and unfolded at some point, bearing lines and creases as it depicted half-smudged words. Tyler stepped up behind Sydney as she stared at it, trying to make the words out. Sh... She... 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 Something... Is... Is coming... Whatever that first word is, it's smudged, Sydney said as she furrowed her brow. What's Shisa? Tyler muttered. Sh Shisa is, is coming? Did Jar Jar Binks write that? He joked. Sydney looked up at him with disdain and he dropped his smile. Suddenly, a stirring in the water shattered the quiet. Tyler jerked to the water as Sydney shot up, both agents washing cautiously. A humanoid shape began to rise from the lake as water spilled and ran off its shoulders and head, a strangely shaped form that looked jagged and haggard, like something from deep beneath the raucous waves. Both agents drew and aimed their handguns at the shape. They breathed heavily, almost waiting for the figure to make a move. "'Don't move a muscle!' Tyler shouted. The dim moonlight shot beams at the water wrapping around the figure and lighting it up as it stood in the now restless water. If you can speak, identify yourself immediately, Sidney demanded. The creature took an uneasy step forward, more of a stumble as Sidney tightened her grip on her gun. I said speak, not move, she aggressively added. The figure put its hands out past its torso, exposing its large arms, webbed hands, and sharp claws to the beams of light its body colored like a mixture of dull sea foam and turquoise, accented by dark brown and gray. I am sorry. I did not mean to disturb you, the figure uttered in clear English. Sidney shot a glance at Tyler, who looked like he was seconds from fainting at the sight. I saw your lights and I was curious as to what you were doing, the figure continued. I did not mean to cause you any trouble. I tend to accidentally frighten people. Sydney shined her light up towards the figure's face, revealing a gentle-looking, amphibious humanoid with nearly diagonal, glistening yellow eyes that slanted down towards its nostrils and mouth. 
dark gray circles of what looked like distressed leather encompassed his eyes. And while vaguely human, its head was wider, the chin extending up into a broad forehead that reached around to an elongated skull. Sydney carefully lowered her gun to engage with the creature. We're, um... We work for an organization that's investigating strange murders, she stated. Oh no, is everyone okay? The figure asked, a piece of seaweed falling off its shoulder and flopping into the water. Sydney looked at Tyler as the pair holstered their firearms. It's gonna be one of those days, huh?